Welcome to E20 for one final time. We were, and I guess technically still are till today, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I'm being waved off as I head into a black cab. Emma. And I'm the vodka bottle that Peggy left on Pat's porch for her ghost to get drunk with. Connor. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to look back at some fond memories that we have, that you have. We're going to calculate who is the person who got the most slapping down. So we're going to give them one final one. Or should I say one final slapping down? We're going to see who our ultimate hero is. We're going to have a little chat about what really goes on behind the scenes. And a little message for you all and lots, lots more. It's a very jam-packed big final episode for you all. So I guess one final time, here's the jingle. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. My boy, Blimey. Mr. Butcher. 57 was my nan. 57 was everyone else. One minute we'll be looking at each other. The next... Rubbing each other's clothes off. Mother always said I could be a star. Hope, Hope you enjoyed, enjoyed the fireworks. fireworks. Good, Good night. night. I guess I guess now's the bit where we're, we just chat, you know, like we normally do. How do I do that again? What? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you can probably guess, that is me now. We're just joshing there. We're just joking. Oh, um, well, we are but... now. <laughs> <laughs> But that is actually something that me and Emma both said to each other when (laughs) (laughs) deciding to talk. Yes, uh, 20 years of knowing each other, we struggled to remember how to chat to each other. That was a really interesting behind the scenes bit, wasn't it? That was so funny. It was the way we just... We said it like with such confidence as well. Like, yeah. Well, we'll just do, you know, the bit of a chat, like, you know, we normally do. How do we do that? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) It was been I went, I, I laughed so much afterwards because I just thought, like, why did I struggle with that so much? Because as soon as you said that, I just went, yeah, and, um, how do we do that again? And I genuinely <laughs> like, replied, so... I don't know. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> we can't even say it had been a long day because we had just started. <laughs> no, it was, it was those days. Those days. Where it felt long, but we hadn't even started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so something probably everyone has an idea goes on. I don't think they'll be shocked at all. Is we spend, I would say, two to three hours before recording chatting. Yes. <laughs> then we go have off topic. Oh, we have to have our daily catch ups. Then we go off topic in the podcast so much to the point either we have to change the batteries in the recorder. Um, because that'll run out or we have to cut out the podcast or the podcast will be four to five hours long because we talk like just so much about random stuff we do like guys honestly you wouldn't understand emma is like a lifesaver because she edits everything that needs to be edited out if we didn't have emma on the team of e20 (laughs) if she wasn't our editor and producer as well as a fabulous co-host we'd be lost guys because those episodes would have been like 300 hours long. Like me and Emma talk about, say, like Isaac and Lola for about three hours before it gets edited down. <laughs> and 
in that three hours, most of it will be something where we've managed to go <laughs> off the topic. <laughs> so yeah, the rambles we have on air are also off air. Yeah, they're, and they're a lot longer when <laughs> than what you see. All I can say is that like it is just something that me and Emma have always done, and I'm glad that like people appreciate it and enjoyed it. The one thing that I love about our podcast that like I don't think a lot of people know is that actually the podcast itself was co- the conception of me and Emma basically going to Costa every mm-hmm. week and chatting, and it was like all our random chatter, and then like we get on EastEnders and chat EastEnders as well. And then that kind of was like, we should do this on a podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> See, people like it. And surprisingly, you did. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> Some people did. we'll give it a go. We might not enjoy it. People might not yeah. enjoy it, but we'll give it a go. We'll talk about it anyway. Let's let's see what we can do. And then we were like yeah. sat in Costa and we we're like thinking of all these different ideas that we could do and how we were going to create the jingle and how we would, would sing it and... <laughs> And um, oh, say so all good. of our favourite quotes that. over the top and stuff like that. I think, like, we came in singing the theme tune of his standards. <laughs> and then we, on top of that, started doing quotes in the voices of the characters. And they were all off, off kilter, <laughs> totally bad impressions. And it was... It was just the fact that, like, we've got to be silly that I think we really enjoyed. And then that showed again in each each thing that we did, each um, intro we ever did, and each... It got sillier and sillier. And I remember saying to you, we should... Uh, we need to come up with, like, you know, we need to come up with cool intros. And um, and then we, we were sat in Costa and we came up with the idea that we would be like either a character or an item or something silly <laughs> from the episode of that week and yeah. I well, think like, it's those things I remember we're sitting there thinking why do we not just have something that that's unique to us that makes absolutely yeah. no sense mm-hmm. because well you've heard us we make no sense yeah, I mean we're, we're, you know <laughs> if they've been here for so long now but they know us <laughs> it, it practically makes sense now um, yeah it is <laughs> so made the crazy I thing. am obsessed with the line you need a slapping Dan. So yeah. there was no way on earth I wasn't going to be bringing this into the show. So I was like, let's have a slapping down. If we're going to have a slapping down, we should have yeah. a hero of the week. Yeah, that's because that's what you said. I think you said something like, well, if we're having slapping down, we need something to counter that. Yeah, like we've, we've got to balance it out and have like mm-hmm. the goodie of the week and the baddie of the week. And yeah. then we were like, why don't we just make our hero <laughs> the <Yeah>. rating system? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the, the hero became the rating system and like then it was like ah, i give this one three sonyas <laughs> <laughs> and it, it wasn't ever meant to make sense <laughs> that it was meant to be silly goofy and like a little bit mad like i think that's kind of like the brand we went for yeah <laughs> um i mean like what a lot of people probably don't know is that on top of um like recording and everything and Emma's editing and, and producing made Emma would meet up like quite a lot behind the scenes to write scripts for like, you know, if we were doing a, a, a dramatization, a parody <laughs> of uh, Most Haunted, like Mostly Ghostly, or we would meet up and write a whole fan fiction like we did for oh, yeah. our, um, yeah, do you remember that Emma? That was a treat. Oh, uh, that was actually a lot harder than it was. Than we thought, actually. It was. It was really challenging because basically we would send out, I don't know if anyone who listens was a part of it, I hope you were, um, but we would send out like options for people to pick for us to write into a fan fiction. And 
so we put it out into the Twitter universe for people to to create the the story, the narrative of of the characters and who was going to be involved, what was going to happen. We would have like a good day or two where we'd sit and write everything and then yeah. we record and obviously we well, chat for about three hours. Like, so we would do writing for an entire day. Then I would kind of polish it up a bit more and then I would send it to you and you would polish it up a bit more and like just double check the spellings and everything like that. Then we would print it off and then we would record. So, and then you would edit and obviously do all your, your magic behind the scenes. <laughs> um, it was like that just for that one section, just for that one segment is like, three days worth of work like it was crazy yeah <laughs> um, and then like I think we also like there's other things that like people probably didn't know that me and Emma like sit and and wrote all of the lyrics to our own like knockoff songs and you know parodies of famous pop songs like band 8820 and things like that oh, we would I sit that. days and come up with the lyrics and things and like and then also recording. We would do multiple records at the beginning. Do you remember? Oh Emma? my God, do you remember the first like, one? We'll have to redo that. We'll have to redo that all. Because what we do is we record like the the behind music. So say I'll start and I'll be doing like da 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 da. And then yeah. Connell go through his. And then, well I would actually. I record over Emma's. Yeah. So it would be like da 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 da. <laughs> So we'd like and then, want to listen to the other person doing it. So it was like yeah. in the same time. And then we'd do the lyrics. Then yeah. obviously we were having to do it differently, totally differently mm-hmm. to what we'd done because we weren't together anymore. So like yeah. Connor was having to do it on his phone and then sending it over <laughs> but while listening Xbox to me in his ears. <laughs> Xbox headset on because the microphone of it's really good and insulates. Yeah. Whereas the one that I use here... For like recording, it's like it's it picks up everything around where the Xbox one's like insulated. So I would be like, da 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 da, and then I would have to send that section off to Emma, who would then sing over that section and then send that back to me, and then I would be going, at Christmas time, Walford should be afraid, and Emma would then sing over that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to laugh at some of the videos I took of us recording that. They do oh, make me laugh still to this day. Like, they're so, so funny. Especially because for some reason, Skype, because we're, we're doing this via Skype, that oh. um, it kept freezing. And so um, Connor looked like he was having the time of his life. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hear, like, a word of it except for certain words. So it would come on for some. And it's one of the most beautiful videos I'll treasure for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing that this podcast has given us, and I hope it's given you, is that you all leave here with, like, hilarious memories and, like, you'll remember the silly jokes and the silliness that we all had. Because um, I think that's what that's what this podcast kind of really, really encapsulated well. And even with lockdown, it was a very big change for me and Emma. Like, we yeah. used to record facing each other mm-hmm. um in the same room and all of, and, and bring treats to each other we would have like cakes and things and it used to be like a social um event as well as like us <laughs> actually professionally doing this and then i think we looked at uh, we we realized that like listen the the rates are getting high like things are starting to get a bit you know all nervous out there and so we made the decision to not engage each other and just record over skype little did we realize 
there's a lot of problems with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the fact that the Skype sometimes just closes down or sometimes the Skype is very slow. And... Oh my God, there's always a delay. So like, like sometimes you'll say something and you've got to wait and then you get the reply. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, a lot of the time. So me and Emma got I'll try and obviously edit chemistry. all that. I try and edit all that out so you don't <laughs> have to hear the awkward... <laughs> <laughs> like the awkward moments where people are talking over yeah like i think that's like one thing that like is skype brought us back to because in the early days when it was all new to her it was kind of like we were trying to find our foot and vocally and when to kind of bring in those vocal cues to to tell the other person that's their time to talk and you know like things like that um Whereas, because of Skype being, like, delayed in its responses, me and I were back to, like, competing. It was like... <laughs> Get louder and louder and louder. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. I don't know what you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really like, no, she's still talking. Like, but we don't was, know that. It's, it's happening now. It <laughs> is. <laughs> but to me, it's that like, adds to our madness. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. Like, it, it, had, it had its own, like... It had its own element of hilarity being on Skype. Like, there's the moments when it would just randomly, my computer would just randomly shut down. Oh, my God, yeah, and I'd be like, where's he gone? But, like, oh, my God, it was we loved beautiful. every single minute of every bit of work we've put into anything. Like, lis- yeah. listening to them back and having that finished product, hearing yeah. from you guys just makes it even more worthwhile. And just, like, just us doing it together, we just loved doing it. We just yeah. loved it. I just loved I it mean, so much. If, if you didn't know, me and Emma have known each other, like I said, for like 20 years. Like we've known each other since, yeah. you know, high school. So the back and forth banter that you hear, the silliness and all of the kind of like random strange, like lexics and strange idioms that me and Emma invent, like 57 is my man. Like all I'll never ones, forget. Like, <laughs> that is just me and Emma's normal language. Like we talk oh, like yeah. that in real life. This is not an act. Like it's not <laughs> just for the podcast. <laughs> this is just like, brought more strange vocabulary to us now so yeah, we, we do yeah, have yeah. our own language we just added to the vocab yeah and then it was beautiful when like obviously we got all of the a20 cult joining work oh yes. um like you know i mean we look we could look back all the way to the beginning uh, for most of years years of oh my god yeah. where and for those of you who have been there for you know maybe half the way maybe um really recent like you know without years this podcast would not have have been a thing and so like me and Emma would sit behind the scenes be like we've got to do something good for them yeah we've got to come up with something amazing this week for them we've got to and and like I think Red Bull was like one of those things where we're like that's funny it'll lighten everyone's mood we'll do the fan fiction as well because that's funny and people love that um I am so glad we had it during lockdown like yeah imagine and I'm just hoping like we would have lost our minds every week we got a laugh it that was, was the so best good. thing about this podcast. Uh-huh. Every week we got to laugh. We just got to laugh and have fun. And I think it like helps us. It definitely helped us through lockdown. I hope it like mm. managed to help other people and yes. definitely cheer anyone up or lift your spirits. I think for us, getting all of your messages and seeing like how this podcast has made you feel, like, mm. and you saying how positive and fun it's been. And that's yeah. all we've ever wanted to achieve fun yeah. doing it because we only wanted to do it for a laugh like have fun mm-hmm. um knowing we'd done a good job when it did come to doing those serious topics as well um yeah it, it really it was, makes me really proud that one was different to the rest as well because we realized how serious that topic was so we were like this needs its own episode and it, it like it literally was like months of work work like it didn't 
we didn't do it in like a week or like a few no. days like it was like months before it was finally finished and of a good standard that we felt like we can put this out into the world yeah but i think that was where that was one of the moments where i think we kind of conquered our fear of dealing yeah. with the more heavier topics we just want to say a massive thank you to you all we really appreciate every single one of you that has listened who's messaged us on twitter instagram took part in anything even if you only listened to one episode <laughs> exactly even if you, it doesn't matter where you started your e20 no, journey not. it's where you ended it that's the main thing from old listeners to new listeners we're just very very grateful and thank you for joining us and we'll continue behind the scenes to cause havoc <laughs> <laughs> to some best bits we've got some of our best bits and some of yours well sharon i'm sorry to tell you all that's in there is a whole lot of disappointment a few rubbish you know happy father's day cards made at school and um a whole lot of childhood trauma i made him some fairy cakes and a cigarette in one i was like i'm thinking that maybe you're a little bit overly sensitive you don't know what he was like, Sharon. He was a monster. So what did he do? I baked him some fairy cakes and he... He stuck a cigarette in one! <laughs> but I'm sorry. Fairy cakes, cigarettes and a fairy cake. Maybe Gavin liked the taste of the ashes in the cake. Exactly, he might have just been seasoning them. <laughs> you know, there's some people who chew on, like, cigars and stuff, don't they? Like, Imagine he's like, oh, that's added a bit of flavour. Mm. Yeah, it's like, perfect. Oh, perfect. Just how me grand used to make them. He just <laughs> some ash on. <laughs> he's like, Zach, I like them when they're burnt. Yeah. I put this on just to, that might make it a bit better. Does anyone else think that the reason that Zach never went on British Bake Off is because every time he cooked for Mary Berry, all he did was keep on putting cigarette butts into the... <laughs> <laughs> into the icing it's just like I'm sorry we can't eat this this is unedible <laughs> imagine Paul Hollywood just being like rather than a handshake he just put the cigarette yeah. in the, in the just, cake yeah, just goes, I'm sorry this is the worst fairy cake I've ever seen just takes a cigarette down into it I just I live for this whole idea that the most traumatic experience of his entire his entire life was his dad sticking a cigarette out in a fairy cake that's just everything do you know what i thought as well i was like what zach needs right now is a takeaway <laughs> it's a takeaway <laughs> whitney should have come in right at that moment to be like i tell you what zach don't you worry my love i've got a lovely takeaway for you lined up how do you like papa john's kfc kfc he's a kfc man guys a kfc <laughs> Could you imagine, like, I get, like, challenge <laughs> Annika vibes. You don't know what takeaway you're getting, but she's going to come and she's going to save the day. She's got a certain amount of time to do it in. She gets in the helicopter. Yeah. Off she goes. She's, she's like that with the food, like, in a little case, <laughs> in a carry case. It's like staying warm. <laughs> I love that. And she comes and saves the day with takeaways. Duh. That scene, I'll never forget that scene in the big mansion. The country manor house. They're all running around hiding behind (laughs) curtains and stuff. (laughs) 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 He's going around with a a candlestick. I think he's going to murder them. (laughs) It's like a game game of Cluedo. (laughs) I don't know what it was. It was like Clue, wasn't it? Yeah, he's got sick house. 
Something else. It was Gavin with a candlestick in the, in <laughs> in the, the library. library. <laughs> Hello, above my library. <laughs> oh, the high fight loves Gavin and his candlestick. Oh, it was like a little game of cat and mouse. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just Kathy's coming. It's just like, who is this man? He's like seventy. You shouldn't be this afraid of him. <laughs> I don't know how he could run so fast. I know. Yeah. This most sprightly looking elderly man I've ever seen. Wasn't <laughs> he like? Well, the way he was running around that day at my house, he was going from Eastwick to West. Like, hey. seventy was my nan. 70 was Gavin. I hope I'm a sprightly 70. <laughs> I really love the thought of Sharon not being able to run away from this elderly man. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, God, love it. She's like, go and see if it's done. Yeah, get that scene on. Me now, I need to watch. Get that fire door exit open. <laughs> We're off. We're off. Gavin, EastEnders. It will literally be the first video, I guarantee it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we go. Look at them all running. <laughs> yeah, that's that bit with that woman where she's trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's the door. <laughs> oh no, Kathy. He's coming. It's someone else. He likes these blondes. Don't have a key for the dog. Gavin has it. <laughs> <Gavin has> it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the constant running up and down. Doesn't stand. that woman end up getting chucked out of a window? I'm sure of it. Oh no, he's gone like a horror movie villain. <laughs> he's disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, they're running. Hey, look at them! Oh, with their feet under the bed. That wasn't very friendly. Oh, here he is. Oh. There's locks on all the doors and windows. You can't get out. What's that statue behind him as well? It is hide and seek. I'm waiting for you, Always Gavin. Like that one. <laughs> See. <laughs> one, <laughs> two. <laughs> you're not going to walk three. after this account. <laughs> <laughs> she's off. She's Four. off. She's like, bye, Kathy. <laughs> <Five. laughs> Imagine if, like, Kathy went in like a room that she was in. She was like. Don't come in here, Kathy. This is my hiding spot. <laughs> yeah, you get another one. Yeah. It's a long way to for like certain <laughs> numbers. Actually, yeah. <laughs> you 
he's got no concerns that he might just smash the window and like get out of there. I don't get how Kathy's running, yet he's so close behind her and he's just... <laughs> yeah, he's been walking. He's been walking with his slip-on shoes. <laughs> Kathy! <laughs> Oops. Kathy's broke something. <laughs> He's kicking the door! Fucking <laughs> him! Kicking the door! Stand by him! Sneaky he is! Oh. The car's arriving. This is Sharon. Oh, yeah, because this is when she hits the car. Eee, look, it's Buster. Who he Kathy had an affair him. with and no, Shirley still doesn't know. Trouble, yeah, so Kathy's in trouble then. So what's up with him anyway, Denny? Well, he ain't gonna hurt Denny, is he? Oh, Denny. Denny's his grandson. Yeah, here we go. The big moment. Denny's even more dangerous, isn't he? <laughs> He's like the Pied Piper right now. Whatever Gavin tells him to do, Denny does it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Did Denny do that? <laughs> Did Denny push that woman off the <laughs> I don't know, actually. We have playing hide and seek, isn't it? Like chucking yourself into a car to escape him. I can't be found. As you said, it was Denny. Whatever Gavin asks him to do, he does. Whatever Gavin asks him to do, he did it. And Will's enjoying it too. He's loving all these games, isn't he, Emma? He's thoroughly enjoying his time playing his dead cousin's games. So he just outright asks if he can have them and I'm like, whoa, Will. <laughs> like, yeah, I was a bit like, this is a bit like grave robbing. You know, if someone died, would you rip the jewellery from their hands? Like, that's what it's like. You know what made it worse is the fact that he had asked Lola already who had said no. <laughs> He's like, I still ask Sharon. Well, I'm going to go and ask Sharon then. It got even weirder because Sharon did obviously give him the games, but then went... Oh, just head upstairs. It's a load of stuff he hasn't worn. Just take all of that. And he oh ran up. Ran, yes. No hesitation at all. <laughs> that kid, <laughs> you couldn't see him for dust. I know, that kid's a vulture. He was like <laughs> straight there. I love it, I love it. The whole thing, it just made us think of like, you know, those nature documentaries like Dave Labra. And now the vultures come down to feast on the leftovers. <laughs> and it's like, that's exactly what he just did. And it's like, now the cousin takes what's rightfully his since the other is gone. <laughs> it was just so awful. I was like, who pilfers people's stuff after they've died? It's only been a few months. <laughs> I'd be sitting at home loving his life, sat there in a dead person's shirt, playing, wearing daddy's dead underwear. Like... <laughs> Playing on his Xbox. <laughs> he is becoming Denny. <laughs> he's, just, he's a living shrine. That's what he is, isn't he? He's a living shrine. Dean should just take a leaf out of his book. <laughs> just wear Daniel's clothes. There is a terrific scene I've ever seen. I remember being like, oh my God. I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> He's like, my time has come. I am Denny. Yes. There can be only one. <laughs> 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 Playing this such 
caring wife, isn't she? She's like yeah. looking at him like, why are you crying? Then has the audacity. Oh my God. She genuinely calls Kush to say, no one was meant to get hurt. Sorry. What did you think was going to happen, Ruby? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about this moment, Emma. I hope you're not worrying about what Stacey said. She always does this. Oh, yes. Whenever she doesn't get what she wants. And I'm like, I was like, uh, I think sorry. that's you, Ruby. You're crazy. She thinks she's Stacey or something. And that's she's, she does. she's talking in what first person. Yes. I feel like she's like had a mental breakdown somewhere on the lights. She is talking about herself. She literally says, Stacey always does this when she don't get her own way. No, Ruby. You're the one who hired a guy to beat up someone because you don't like them. You're the one who, when you were financially struggling, decided to commit a criminal act to get more money and then covered up the fact that that led to your boyfriend being smashed in the head. I'm sorry, who went off to go and get married because Stacey was back? Who lied about being pregnant because yes! Stacey has kids with Martin? Oh, that would be you. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just like, no one's meant to get hurt and Stacey always does this. Sorry, what universe are you on? I think she's she quantum leaps back and forth from two different universes. One where she's good and one where she's bad. Because literally, there's no other explanation. Because she's like, to crush, like you say, this was so wrong. I, fig- I never meant for this to happen. Figured it out, Connor. You've just, you've just figured it out there. She's Have been I- to the world of Ash. Ah, it's Ash. That's why she's infected her. Because hates a family, loves a family, hates a family, loves a family. And then infected Peter, loves his family, yeah. hates his family, loves his family, hates his family. Now it's Ruby. Well, we know that Pierre likes to get around with the ladies. So oh, he's probably yeah. been with Ruby once or twice. So Ruby feeling guilty for obviously orchestrating the kidnapping of a small child. <laughs> uh, decides that she's she's certainly got a conscience. She can't allow this to go any further. But she's not going to tell the truth either, though, and say that she helped <laughs> Oh, no, I even Emma. started this whole thing and orchestrated it at all. No, because Emma, it would ruin what she's got planned. She wants Martin all to herself, and if she can't have Martin, she'll do anything to stop that from ruining it. I mean, that sounds a bit like you will do anything to keep what you have. Do anything when you don't get your own way, isn't that right, Ruby? You know what it's time for, Connor? <gasps> what time is it, Emma? It's not Chico time. <gasps> oh, no. But it's your favourite time. No, don't say it. Doc Martin. <gasps> you mean Doc Martin? <laughs> My favourite story. That sounds like Doc Martin. Like Doc Martin. <laughs> Dr. Martin, Dr. Martin. Dr. Martin. Calling Dr. Martin. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like... Yeah, um, not one of my favourite storylines. Everyone who listens knows. Nope. Um, I've got to say, I'm not furious with it because it's rarely on our screens. Finally. Finally. Like, I mean, there was those weeks where it was just the entire was, week was the storyline. It was too much. And I'm sorry, I do not watch EastEnders to watch a single storyline, like, just for the entire week. Like, no. <laughs> I watch it <laughs> yeah. for, like, multiple storylines to be happening See all the once. different characters, yeah. yeah. But Doc Martin has returned. I'm not okay with it. No. I loved Martin. I was rooting for him. I was we were rooting all rooting for him. <laughs> I was rooting for him and Stacey. And he's just... Oh, he's just angered me. He's just ruined everything. He's ruined he? everything. And I mean, I'm not being funny. I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emma just needs a moment. Um, he, he used to always be so attractive as well. Oh, he was beautiful. 
like you know how I felt yeah. about Martin. Oh, what a man. But I mean, now with that stubble, I mean, I still like obviously the Martin underneath it all is still gorgeous, but like that stubble, it's just getting a little bit unruly now, isn't it? Yes. He just kind of looks homeless. He kind of is. Oh yeah, that's true. Sorry, forgot about that. <laughs> kind of is homeless. <laughs> just lodging it dots. Where Lodg- everyone seems to edge up. <laughs> He's lodging everywhere. It's, true. It's, like, it's like the Mitchell house, isn't it? Every, oh my God, All I the know. strays just end up lodging there. <laughs> um, Martin will probably go there next. Uh, or Jack's. Oh, well, Jack houses everyone now. <laughs> it's like a youth hostel. It's, exactly. He literally has the cast of Annie. <laughs> I love, I digress. <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> Every Standard. Week. Every week. Um, I'm surprised we didn't have some fun fact in there as well, you know, just, um, just to make it longer. Yeah, I have to say, I am not enjoying his current look. <laughs> his current look. And I also don't get, like, the fascination with Dark Martin. I don't like it. I, I don't like the storyline. Like I don't get it. Martin to me was the Martin we were seeing before this time. Yeah, the yes, green grocer and stuff. Yeah, I know that he's had moments in the past. Yeah, but that was my Martin. I feel like it's not my Martin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Old Martin's gone. The green grocer's dead. You know what I miss? You know what I really miss? What? That jacket he used to wear. Oh, yeah. He's such a happy jacket. Now he's in that leather one. It looks angry. It's like angry Sad. jacket. Angry clothes. <laughs> <laughs> His clothes hate wear. <laughs> he's gone all mysterious. He's putting that hood up and just disappearing. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm and, not. And I don't, I, I honestly. I feel like we might be like the only two people. I but know. <laughs> at least we're sticking together. We'll stick together. We're in this Emma. together. We're in the same ship. We're on the same boat. Even if it's sinking. <laughs> We're on the same boat. At least we're going together. Yeah. I mean, one person who's a fan of Dark Martin is Dottie. It's what is the point in her? Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, I'm sorry. I was so, so sick of the trope of, oh, he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, so I now fancy him. Dottie, when have you ever shown the slightest bit of interest in Martin and now you're suddenly in love with him? Because What is the fascination Martin? with bad boys? I don't get it. Surely his loving, kind it's just ways awful, are attractive. Yeah, I prefer I prefer loving, kind human being <laughs> yeah. to like a debt collecting scumbag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That that trope does nothing for me. <laughs> Dotty. And Dotty suddenly just has become relevant. Our accent through this. with Dotty. I seriously, I apologize. I know, I know. But she's come back. Like we've got other people coming in in the show and. You, you feel like you know them straight away. Yeah. And like, she's come back from like, obviously we had her in We've the past. We've had her in the past, yeah. But she's just there. She doesn't really have a storyline. She she's just blown. She is a Miriam. Is something coming or? I have no idea. I, I, I worry. If it's Martin I and worry. Dottie, I'm done. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, if, if they sit podcast together. Podcast over. That's it. E20's <laughs> hanging up with podcasting. <laughs> we're like those people, you know, who used to say, if Donald Trump gets in, we're leaving the country. <laughs> like, they're all still there. Um, but like, that isn't really us. We're like, if Dottie sleeps with Martin, that's it. We're leaving. We're leaving the country. <laughs> I'm on the first plane out here. Outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I will be sick if they get together. That is just disgusting. Are they related in any sort of way? Well, I've been trying to figure that out. They are sort of, but not by blood. 
I don't think by blood. Right. So obviously Martin is sort of related to Dot because yes. he married Sonia. Right, yes, yes. So they have that. Um, Dot's granddaughter is obviously also Bex through marriage because um, because Sonia's granddad married Dot. So Dot, uh, so Dot and Bex are like grandma and granddaughter and Dottie and Dot are granddaughter and grandmother. If anyone could see my face right now, I'm like <laughs> trying to process everything. It's like I'm like that meme, the meme with well, all like, of <laughs> the things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, basically, Dottie and Bex are cousins. Oh right, yes. But like, she's not necessarily like it's all through this really complex marriage system. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're, we're, she's basically related through a very complex marriage system rather than by right. blood. Okay. So it's just weird. And Martin's basically um, sort of her. I don't know. I don't know what you make know. that like. Yeah. But I'm just. Oh. Is it just some? I'm just so, like three times her age. Yeah, I'm still creeped it's out because so of that. Creepy. And the fact she's the same age as Bex. Yes, it's like his daughter. He's like, oh nah. If that happens, it's like his daughter with you like a, a nose piercing. You know how I already person. feel about what's coming up in this chat later. I'm already fuming. So if that happens, I <laughs> am tipped over the edge. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. If they do Motty, that's it. I'm not in, no. Nah, nope. Nah. That is a ship I'm not sailing on. Motty literally sounds disgusting. It sounds like a disease. It, it definitely sounds like an STD. Yeah, absolutely. Motty. I've got a Motty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit like Mooby. Oh. Oh. Ugh. No, I love Ruby, but I'm not a fan though, of that. I guess with Max and Ruby, aren't they also movie? Oh, they are movie. They're movie. Oh god, there's Awful. too many movies. Too many movies. <laughs> are they racks? That sounds oh, just as bad, actually. Yeah. Really. <laughs> it sounds a bit better though. Why than does movie? all of Ruby's like <laughs> relationship, <laughs> like shipping name, sound like an STD? <laughs> it's like it's, it's either you could have racks or you could have movie. I mean, choice is yours. I mean, also if you go back to like her and Sean. That's Shuby. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like those things that you yeah, used to wrap together. Scooby. Scooby. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> I don't rest. even know where else to go with Dot Martin. I've got that many angry. angry notes. Yeah. So we've Well, Stacey's moved on. Stacey moving on. Let's start there. Yeah. Right. Roll up my sleeves. Roll shall up I? them sleeves. Go on. So there's Martin just casually denying that everything he said, like, it's not true. I just said it to protect her. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's irrelevant, though. You've already lied, Martin. Why is she going to believe your next lie? Yeah. Why is Jean going to stand there and go, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound true that you may have slept with your ex-wife exactly. while you were upset? Exactly. Or why don't we just talk about the fact of why did he why did he lie in the it first place? He didn't need to lie. I know they're trying to recover maternity leave. I get that. Just I, do a different storyline. Just, just do a different storyline. Oh, God. Like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm lost. It's lost on me. I am obviously not the fan that they're Stacey talking about the with one. this one. <laughs> no, Stacey is the one that hit Bill. Yeah. Stacey is the one that Ben was technically targeting. Just tell her. She'll yeah, go, just say. All right. Yeah, just say you can't just come back because he's, he's threatening. Yeah, She's exactly. She's done it before. She had she previous. Knows. She knows how it works. Oh, I just, I just can't. I feel like my voice is getting higher. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the guy who like turned up was a bit of a sort, wasn't he? He yeah. was a bit tasty. <laughs> I was like, so oh. hey, hello, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> but he, he kind of alluded that they're together. Yes. But he didn't outright say, 
Stacey's new girlfriend. Yeah, and Martin's like, and Martin's just, I'm really angry now. <laughs> I'm really miserable now. I'm like, oh, stop it, Martin. Stacey's character has never changed. She's always moved on fast. So I don't know why anyone would be shocked about yeah, that. Let's anyway. be real. Stacey's a little bit of a good time girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we all love her for it, but <laughs> she is definitely a good time girl. We already know that. But he never actually said that they were going yeah. out. Could just be our gay best friend. She was living out of a hotel and her kids were going to school. It is quite believable. Someone might take pity on her and let her move in. Yeah. It is quite believable. I also think, like, it's been weeks now, Martin. What did you expect? She thought you had an affair. Yeah. She's she's going to be blimmin' peed off with you, Martin. Well, she thinks the marriage has ended. He threw the ring at her. Exactly. He literally (laughs) said to her the marriage was over. So I'm sorry that she's moved on, Martin. But you did lie. This is what the... I am so angry. I this loved... storyline has broken Martin. Oh, I loved Martin and Stacey. I'm so upset. If you do not get them back together, EastEnders, I will not be happy. We will leave the country. <laughs> we will be on that first plane out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. If no God. one's guessed we're drama queens. We are. We are. We are those people who'll be like, we'll leave the country if he gets in. <laughs> if Ian Beale gets elected, we will leave this country. That is so us, isn't it? We are so them people. <laughs> That's it. I've just had enough. I can't, I couldn't survive yet. So Martin's then getting more and more angry. And yeah. then Dottie was a bit disgusting the other day when oh. she used Bex's mental like, health to play on getting money to go out. Yeah. I can understand why he was angry at that. I did understand. Yeah. I didn't get his anger towards Kush. No. No. Although, a little throwback to the whole Cush and Stacey yes. moment. That was, that was appreciated. <laughs> that, that little nod back was appreciated. I mean, let's be real. I can see why she went there. I mean, yeah. Cush. I Hello. How are we? <laughs> We've all I seen mean, the pumpkin picture. To be fair, she was spoiled for choice, wasn't she, Martin She and was. Kush. They were Hello. both very good. Yeah. Very good. Very, <laughs> sorry. Very good looking. <laughs> Don't know where that was going there. <laughs> Trailing off in thought there, Connor. Just very good. <laughs> <laughs> just just roll my engagement ring <laughs> Just remind myself that I'm that I'm taken. <laughs> but yeah, like I felt like that whole cush moment was a bit like, okay, Martin, wow. <laughs> Not only have you had a massive freak out about Stacey, you're now shouting at your friend who's trying to support you. I'm sick of being soft, Martin. I'm just like, God, get a grip. I like that, Martin. We like Green Grosser, Martin. I liked him. I prefer him. I like him. He was funny. He always had such funny exactly. lines. He always made me laugh. I like the fact that he was a bit of a doormat. Like, that was his character. His mother was very overbearing. Like, I like that elements to him as well. I don't like the flipping, I've got to be tough now. Because it just doesn't make sense. Martin is not intimidating. <laughs> Martin is not scary. I look at Martin and I think, oh yeah, that's the man who, you know, sells fruit and veg. That's the man who didn't really say much when his wife ran off with a woman. <laughs> Three times. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not intimidated by Martin. He does not come across as dark Martin. He just comes across as someone trying to play a baddie, but is also still Martin. It's just weird. I don't get it. I don't like this storyline. Just make it end. <laughs> I love how this like just devolves every time we talk about this. It's just like, I hate it. I hate it. Come on. Like, this storyline has gone on long enough now. But yes, the whole feeling sorry for himself. He just seems to moan all the time. He goes and ends up with Ruby. Right. When they said Stacey was obviously not going to be in for a period of time because obviously Lacey was going on maternity leave. Yeah. I was like, oh, if they dare... Do Martin 
and Ruby. Yeah, I think we talked about this, but it was like spoiled. <laughs> it was so, oh, nah. Like, if you think of all the things that Stacey and Ruby have been through together, yes, they had that big falling out over Sean, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. But the way Stacey stood by Ruby was one of the only ones to stand by her during that trial. Yeah. Opened up herself about what she had been through. And there's Ruby. The moment Stacey's gone, breaking all girl code, breaking oh, yeah, all yeah. best friend code. Yeah, yeah, breaking all the rules. Breaking every rule imaginable. And sleeping with her husband, because they're still married. I know, and do you know what's really nice? They've me? still got... I go even further back. Still got I'm, the certificates. I'm going back to like the 2000s, and I'm like, Ruby, you literally lived with Stacey. You lived with Stacey when you were having a hard time with your dad. Don't even dare worm your way into Martin. I hate it. I hate it. I like Ruby, but I hate that storyline. Yeah, I like Ruby. But now I'm That's I'm angry. It. I'm angry. <laughs> like Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it still sounds like Doc Martin when I do it. <laughs> like Doc Martin. <laughs> I'm going to put me hood up. <laughs> I'm going to collect some debts. Did you observe? Because I know you're, a, you've, you're one like me. You like to observe the surroundings <gasps> as well as the characters. Did you see what I saw? Did you see what I see? (laughs) Do you (laughs) see what I see? The wallpaper. (laughs) My first note, genuinely, was I have to ask Connor if he saw the wallpaper that matched the curtains. Yes! (laughs) It was literally the same. And did he see the the, the corridor wallpaper, the pink flowery number? It looks just like the wallpaper from Redwater. Yes! It does! It does! Identical. The wallpaper and the curtains I couldn't get over. Eno. When she drew those curtains and they were literally the same as the <laughs> the wallpaper, I was like, that's weird. Do people so, really do that? What happens is when they looked by the house, the estate agent, they went, Oh god. There's no windows in here. And he went, Hang on. Look at this. <laughs> and he opened the walls. <laughs> There was a window. That's like a surprise. <laughs> Look. <whoosh. laughs> There's actually just a gaping hole behind there. It's not a window at all. You just put curtains over it to disguise that fact. <laughs> Pat sat there of a night and went, God, it's a bit breezy. And look, there's a fox. <laughs> Who let him in here? <laughs> <laughs> M bar, is that you? <laughs> I mean, I just love Max's like immediate reply. Did you like it, Emma? It's just a joke. <laughs> Laughing nervously. Just a joke, everyone. Just a joke. Yeah, yeah, those kinds of jokes where you uh, you cheat on your wife. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. With your son's wife, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you know like, what? The, the fact he's saying it's a joke, the bit that's incredibly suspicious is a bit where he's like, okay, let's turn it off now, let's turn it off now, let's turn... Oh, if it's a joke, Max, why would you want it's us to turn it off? It's just a joke, turn it off. off. It's rubbish, it's rubbish, this yeah. channel. That's not funny, get it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Stacey was going to show him on the honeymoon. I hope not. Just going to have to get my, my voice probably because this is a Broadway, Broadway theatrical moment, if ever there was one. Not my boy. Shirley's boy. <laughs> I mean, I just expected like fanfare after that. It was almost like a speech. Why was every time that Sylvie spoke like the most <laughs> exaggerated movement of her face and mouth? It was always like, not 
my boy. <laughs> I wish I could take I wish you could all say the face he's pulling because it's perfection. <laughs> Not my boy. I just expect I'd break out a song next. Like, <laughs> my boy, my boy. <laughs> He's not my boy. He's Shirley's. I just loved it. Not my boy. Oh, <laughs> Sylvie, I miss us so much, you know. Is, why did she have to go and drown and, like, get electrocuted oh, at the that, same time? I mean, that was something, wasn't it? That, that was a death, wasn't it? It was like was, sort of a final destination. That was a bit, pardon the pun, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, come on, like, all the way to good time. She had dementia. Could she have just died from that? I would have much like, preferred to see that unfold. Yeah. No, no. We'll have to make it really, 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 really out there. Explosive. She'll electrocute herself after knocking a radio into the bath with her. Like, come on. It's so brutal. Um, that was so brutal. Poor Sylvie. Mantina's, like, oh. traumatised by it, obviously. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't be? Eeeh. So, Sylvie's confessed, not my boy. Shirley's boy. It's Shirley's boy. And more than that, Stan knows who made Shirley keep quiet. It was babe. <laughs> Don't shut up. <laughs> oh, so fast. I do love that. And babe absolutely hates Stan at this point. Yes, like, because... She- he doesn't love her back. Yeah. She yeah, saw yeah. him I, first. <laughs> I saw him <laughs> first. <laughs> love that line. <laughs> and then Sylvie, I love Sylvie's lines to us. Well, we're like, very much goes, no one ever loved ya. <laughs> <laughs> Mum always said I could have been a star. Oh, <laughs> yes. She used to say that. Oh, like literally yeah. every episode. She every brought episode that in. <laughs> <laughs> what next? She's gonna steal Rula Lenska. <laughs> Han sex me. Such a sight in Shakespeare in the middle of the square. <laughs> I loved it because, like, Stan's in shock, but he's starting to piece it all together. And Shirley's like, I was forced not to say it. And he's like looking over at Aunt Babe. And she, he was like, Dina was like, obviously, how didn't you know? Um, and Babe, days back then, <laughs> he didn't even know his own name. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then, then Aunt Babe keeps on like interjecting as well, which makes it even better. You banged on about wanting the sun long enough. <laughs> and then he just goes absolutely crazy stand he's like I'm talking to the organ grinder not the bleeding monkey <laughs> Jesus what is with them in their overacting I'm obsessed with it they're like they're like the most ridiculous three characters in the whole universe them characters are like something that even by themselves would be ridiculous but putting them all together it's like something else and babe, and babe, ex-marine slash baby farmer. I was going to say, this all happened at that baby farm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Stan mentions the caravan. 
but fails to say anything about the fact that he let his wife go with his daughter to the baby farm caravan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows. He it's knows a... what she's doing there because he, because he tells um, Cora, didn't he? Yes. He told Cora what was going on. He's <laughs> like, I stand. Because everyone, you know, calls him my stand. It's not just Oh, yeah, stand. all of them. <laughs> my stand. Yeah, she was like, what? Um, also a cook. Um, <laughs> Ex-marine cook, child uh, seller slash baby farmer. Barmaid. Um, drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Blackmailer. <laughs> Blackmailer. Oh, that was a good profession of hers. She's keeping, she's doing a noble course, keeping the perverts <laughs> off the streets. Then Someone's yeah. got to say about perverts. <laughs> then you had Sylvie. I mean, what else can you say about Sylvie? <laughs> I think we've covered Sylvie, haven't we? The, like, her expressions, her expressive voice, like everything. It was just something else. <laughs> no one likes you. <laughs> it's like, you know, really bad lip dubbing. You know, like in films with the really badly oh, yeah. lip dub. It's like that. It's like she's talking before she moves her lips. <laughs> Like, it's really weird. She's like a ventriloquist. She, like, throws her voice. <laughs> People are like, is that Aunt Babe talking? No, no, it's Sylvie. <laughs> I know it looked like she was moving her lips, but actually, it's Sylvie over there. It's an old talent she's had for years. Mom always said she could have been a star. But don't worry. It's not about that. It's not about that. No. Let's just leave it there. Let's just get out of here. Leave it there, Roy. It's not about that. Let's go home and smell for Frank. And so he's rummaging through the cupboard like there's no tomorrow and then finds a suitcase with, as we've already talked about, I heart Alicante. Well, <laughs> It is a lovely place. I mean, it's a lovely place. Uh, it's so lovely even that <laughs> me and Alicante have a special relationship, Emma. You see, every now and again, I like to put on some red lingerie from Second Honeymoon. And maybe have a little bit of a fling with the country, Alicante. How, you may ask, that is possible. I can't explain that. It's just love. It's just romance. I just love it because I love the show. I love it to a... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can just see the fly attacking Emma. This is fly like this is fly like assaulting Emma. It's like not even a joke. It's fly. It's flying around her head and everything. And this is why I don't like having windows open. I <laughs> know this is why I hate the summer. Bring the winter. <laughs> Kill the flies. <laughs> That's Dermot that. He sent this fly after Yama. That's because I've made fun of it. Yeah. Like... That was awful. I didn't like that. <laughs> I opened, seriously, I opened the door for two minutes and I was like, oh, no, I can hear a buzzing. Comes straight through and I was like, right, now I need to try and yeah. get it out. Couldn't find it. Oh, lo and behold, here it is. In the room with her. That's it's just It's like a horror me. film. It's gone it's now. It's like a horror film, like... Her, you know, when, like, the person's, like, creeping around the house trying to find the murderer, and actually, the murderer's just buzzing above your head. It's like, <laughs> But that awful thing, it's like, well, I'll leave the windows open and it might go out, but then you're like, but if I leave the windows open, more might more come in. in. <laughs> so I'm like, I, don't, I can't win. 
It's a lose-lose for me right now. Yeah, you're trapped. You're I can trapped. hear it. Where is it? Can you can you see it? Uh, not not at the minute. I love how this has become from. It's gone from like eight twenties uh, coffee catch up to <laughs> Connor trying to catch the fly. Um, it's like when you had that spider. God, don't even with that spider. That spider was horrendous. <laughs> I can hear it. I don't know if it's picking up on the. It's picking up on my headphones. I don't know if it is on the microphone. I don't think I'm picking it up. It's close. That means it's close. It's close. I love it. It's like it's actually turning horrible. He's close. <laughs> I can sense it. <laughs> anyway, back to second honeymoon. Love oh, yeah, that. Back to second honeymoon. I love the um, shop. I love that it came out and it was like second honeymoon, like a big hint, like oh, this it. is the second time me and Frank have been together. I mean, can I just say? I've well, heard of that shop. No, I've never heard of it either. Is it like Walford's version of Anne Summers? I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a very tacky Anne Summers from the the look of it. Mm. Um, can I just say, what did you think of Barry not only just going through and finding that suitcase, but then deciding he was going to open Pat's suitcase yep. and rummage through all that things? And rummage through second honeymoon. You know, yeah. If I saw a bag that said second honeymoon, I would be ah <laughs> I don't like I could never do that. I don't even look at my mum's purse if she goes, Can you just get my wallet out? I'm like, I can't. Yes. I can't. That's Same. your things. <laughs> like that's weird in it. That's like me, because it's like, no, that's like you know, that's yours. That's your stuff. It's your stuff. It's like if like my partner goes, Oh, just grab it out my uh, wallet and I'm like, I can't touch that, that's your your wallet. And it also just got like nineties and stuff. She's got like 90s. You can see silky 90s inside of her suitcase. And he's like, let's be honest. If you saw a suitcase, what did what do you think automatically is in there? Oh, well, they're clearly going on holiday. It'll be like your bavers and yeah. you know, stuff like that. Things like that. So why would you look in? Surely it's I just... I just find it so weird. I know that he didn't know that she was going anywhere, but I just then lies and says it's a surprise. But if you saw a yeah. suitcase, you would just go, oh... Are you planning to go away? Oh, house to myself. No, not Barry. I must have a look in. <laughs> well, I have a theory, Emma. Now, I know I can be a bit of a serial shipper, but I have a theory. Oh, oh. Barry liked what he saw. Oh, he liked a bit of Pat. <laughs> it was this smiley day. He went, blimey. <laughs> And then I like, looked at Pat and I was like, oh! Hashtag bat. I want to introduce you to someone really special on Christmas Day. It's a new start for all of us, but none more so than this man. And you think, he is going to come out? Is it going to be like a reformed alcoholic? Oh no, it's a murderer. <laughs> a serial killer. He's the guest speaker for Christmas Day. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Merry Christmas more than Merry yes. Christmas more like the bin. You know that horror film was it Silent Night with this like murderous Santa Jack magically drives up. He's finally finished that breakfast. Emma. He drives up and he's like, "Hold on, Sunny Jim." Why was he driving around the square? Like, could he not walk? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. He was having 
this breakfast at the cafe. And you just said, do you know what? I'm a bit full after that. I'll drive. I'll drive. Drive back to, to the square. <laughs> drive round the corner. Yeah, because did he have to go back home to get his car? That's what I was going like... to say. Because he walked to the cafe. He would have had to walk back home to drive. I just love, I just love that scene because he just, he does just pull up. And he's like going my way. <laughs> you know, it's like one of them seasons where he's like, "Hold on, don't go anywhere." He's like, "Just arrived at the nick of time, like on all those crime shows, like CSI and stuff. They always drive or pull up right at the right oh, time." I love this because before she even gets that tea to him, you just hear Sharon. <laughs> And he comes out looking like something off of like the Osborns. To see how that comes out like Ozzy Osbourne. Sharon! Sharon! <laughs> I half expected Kelly Osbourne to come around the corner and then they do a duet of We're going through changes. Ian is going through a lot of changes right now. He's I like, mean, he is. He's he literally is. the walking dead these days. He is. <laughs> Mick has like a little meat pie party with her, doesn't he? So I went down the shop and got some meat pies. My Nancy could eat seven of these. I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) It's like, Jesus, Nancy. Seven. (laughs) Seven pies in one sitting. (laughs) How big are the pies? I'm like thinking they're proper plated pies. But even if they're those, let's be honest, even if they're those like pies, like, not too small, like the medium yeah, size. Yeah, yeah like, like... <laughs> love how pointers if people can say, like those ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're like little pies, but they're also like they're not the little little pies. They're the medium sized pies. Yes, medium. So what? they're not little, they're medium. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, like the medium sized pies. I don't know how to describe them. How is she eating? How is seven she eating those? Unless they're the really, really little ones. But how would you make a meal out of the really like little ones? Tiny ones. <laughs> so they clearly weren't the little, little ones that you get in the supermarket. Yeah, they're not. I need, I be... need some answers. <laughs> we need to investigate the pie situation. Um, I want to know how big are these pies? How many could Nancy fit in her mouth at one time? How much was she eating? Um, we I should want... do that chubby bunny challenge, but with pies. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence called Peter because there was a fire. And every time I hear a fire, I think of the IT crowd when he goes, A fire? At a sea parks? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more. Fire in the disco! Fire in the smell! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, do you remember that song? <laughs> do you remember that song? <laughs> <laughs> that music video is the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's awful. The light bulbs. They've got the light bulbs in their like crotches <laughs> and in their like in, in the breasts. Like they're they're all lighting up. Isn't the lady like super old as well? Yes. <laughs> Fifty-seven like, was her. <laughs> they're like they're like lord they're like lord and lady of the manor house kind of thing, aren't they? Yeah. And they're like. He's taken like all of John. Firstly, right? What what crime lord? What crime lord? Because that's what he was. What crime lord keeps immaculate workbooks? Like who has? And today I murdered three people at two p.m. 
and yesterday successful drug deal with Paul. Like, you know, what I mean? like no one does that. Do they? they don't keep a diary of their crimes. Like, no one keeps a diary of that because it could be used as evidence against them. <laughs> Meeting. Yes, Johnny Allen was a, a very organised criminal. Very organised. At three p.m., I will meet Paul Truman for <laughs> for drug deal. Four p.m. Handed drugs over. 5pm, celebratory drinks with Paul Truman. <laughs> like, what the hell? It just goes to, like, obviously the, the month that Paul died was like, Paul has annoyed me, forgot to, <laughs> forgot to switch the big light off when he left the house. <laughs> he must die. Paid <laughs> <laughs> Andy to kill him. <laughs> and then, right, if you flick through one of his books, one of the earlier ones, you'll right. find... Um, set house on fire but saved wedding dress <laughs> <laughs> worth a lot of money yeah it's got next to it exactly how much as well it's like you know well that is exactly worth two people's living lives perfect <laughs> and even earlier one it says um 3 p.m ruby acting up 4 p.m walkman thrown out of window <laughs> Smashed her Walkman. <laughs> I just love it. I love the idea that he kept all these. Re- I mean, I've heard of organised crime, right? But this is taken to another level, isn't it? He's once he got cabinets full of like all of his worst crimes. Like he's like, has folder um, murder, and if you go through there, it's got all my murders on. Uh, he has the folder on robberies. Uh, They're the all labelled. So like on families. the on the side, it'll have M. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. D for the drug deals. You scroll through, all the murders are alphabetically sorted as well. Just to make it easier for you there, um, Isaac. Just to make it easier. I feel um, like they would open one of those big filing cabinets and they'd all be labelled and you just flick through the letters and you get the ones you need. <laughs> but do you know what you have? You have those little things that tell you, like, they're like these little, um, what are they, like, they've got, like, special codes and, like, libraries and it t- can send you to the exact point oh, yes. in the archive. That's what you'll have. That's what you'll have a whole archive dedicated to all of his crimes. I mean, he did enough. <laughs> <laughs> 2003, jammed Peggy's fingers in the door today. <laughs> Why does Ruby have all of it? Why would you I go, know, I, love I loved my dad's criminal activity so much. I love that he's got like um, all these little like, you know, amongst all of the organiser as well. He's also got like little um, receipts and stuff. He's like, just in case I ever need to get a refund. <laughs> Or for tax reasons. What was he worried about tax? He was a drug dealer and murdering people. (laughs) Why was he keeping receipts of everywhere you'd been? It's like a big trail of this is where Um, we sold the drugs. This is where I murdered this guy. Oh, and this was that robbery. (laughs) We had the drinks beforehand. That's nice. With like the Black Cat pub, like those receipts, I presume they they went for tax reasons because it was his pub or something, wasn't it? But even so... If that's the case, are we to believe that this criminal, like, gang leader was paying his taxes? Not a chance. <laughs> he was a good man, really. <laughs> Deep down. I mean, he got his workers all that health insurance as well. I mean, it, it. you can't and knock I, him. I tell you what, without him, the tax in this country, it took a major hit now. He was an honest criminal. He used to pay his way for every murder. He would always add another pound onto that tax for it. For it. So don't you worry. You know what? I was I was thinking, I don't know if anyone else would be up for this, but um, how about an eight o'clock clap for Johnny? <laughs> we all get out and just like, if it wasn't for him, if it 
to work with Johnny Allen. We wouldn't beat that day. <laughs> he paid his dues. He paid them every week. I just lo- I live for this idea that he's super organised. Mind you, it, it probably helps a little bit for like Isaac to, because it stops him from being like all over the place in terms of what he has to get, because it's all just there for him. He's just like, great, that's something to do with Paul. That's something to do with Paul. That's something to do with Paul. It's like... He's he's been ready for this moment, so he's been like waiting for someone to find these files, because he's he's already organised it. So if anyone Imagine finds it, they're like, he's left like a VHS behind for, for for Isaac specifically for Isaac, and he puts it in right, and he goes, "If you're watching this, I'm dead." Um, <laughs> That's what I watch I it. Tell you, um, I did murder Paul, and here is all the evidence of how I did that. <laughs> He's a gently, an honest criminal. <laughs> I expect his face to pop up like, hello, I'm Johnny Allen. You may know me from. <laughs> <laughs> Murdering Sharon's love. Oh, chop, nearly chopping Peggy's fingers off. Oh, he was, a, he was an old East End gent. What happens if this is like some sort of escape room and like the whole reason Johnny's got all of these books with everything in, like you could literally, you know, every detail where he's been, what he's been doing, it all leads back to one major clue somewhere in the black cat. <gasps> <laughs> it's like breadcrumbs. He's like leading them around. If that was me and Emma, they were trying to solve that, we'd flip it, ripped up a wallpaper and uh, screwed up all the clues. Because <laughs> that's what we did in our escape room. Duh. But anyway, let's get back to the worry box. Yes, it's all Isaac's plan. See, not all superheroes wear capes. Some of them wear their dead brother's coats. And let's let before we get there. Before we get there, to this point, I just have to say. I refuse to believe, I'm in agreement with almost everyone on Twitter, I refuse to believe that this entry into the storyline is not a continuity error. There is a continuity error afoot, and I don't mind it because we love a good plot hole, because we love to laugh about it, but come on, do not be telling us that Lily got the dress (laughs) that was Ruby's mother's dress for her wedding. And chopped it up. That's some random dress. I'm sorry. Got I to do be. Not believe. I'm sorry. I like, am I meant to believe that when Johnny Allen went in to save his other daughter, he didn't even go to save the wife. She was already burned. Yes, she was burned. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, he... help! <laughs> I just want the dress, love. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> well, quickly pass the dress. It's worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm meant to believe he went to save the daughter and the dress, and that's it. Yeah. Not the rest of his family burn, but I want that dress. <laughs> There's no way he kept that dress in any other building. I just, I can't see it. So to me, the only logical answer is what Emma has just said. He ran into that burning <laughs> building and grabbed that dress before grabbing anyone else. <laughs> maybe he carried, maybe he carried Scarlet out in it. Like, quick, I need something to, to, to put around her. Grab that wedding dress. Like, you know, just randomly reaches... Into a whole other room, into a cupboard, behind the cupboard. Yeah, get, get out there. Where would he store that? How did Ruby suddenly have it? She came to the square with nothing. Nothing. She didn't have it before and that. Then she even said, she goes to Martin, well, I think this is where she's lying because it's, it's got to be another dress. Uh, she's like, 
everything else burned in the fire. This is all I had. Why wouldn't Ruby, right, if this is if this was really her mother's dress, why wouldn't Ruby have taken that on her wedding? Like, surely she would have wanted that to be the dress she wears on her wedding day. She never wore that. We know she didn't because she didn't come back with it, loves. No, and she, she didn't go there to get married. It was uh, like no, a it was very last spontaneous. minute thing. Which also says that she, like, that to me is completely countered everything about that dress. Because if she was that obsessed with that dress and that memory of her mom, she would have wanted the wedding day to be absolutely perfect and have that dress on. Yeah. I just don't, I do not believe that, like, that is the same dress. I think she has either bought that herself or she's stolen it from someone. I mean, we've got, she's got form. I know, I agree, I agree. Like, is she going to buy it because she wants, like, another wedding, like, where everyone can go and see her, like, renew her vows or something? It's not her mum's. Where on earth would Johnny have kept it? Like, <laughs> yeah, this gangland, this gangland mansion. He's just got his wife's wedding dress hanging up. Like, I can imagine that going down well. Oh, my God. Imagine if it's actually his mistress's dress. Like, it wasn't. Like, yes. It was like, he bought it for a mistress. And Ruby's like, well, I found this in my dad's gangland mansion. And I just thought, well, it's got to be my mum's. It could be for his, his <laughs> um, mystery woman. Yeah, I remember. He did really like her. Maybe, maybe, maybe Ruby's lived a lie. Wouldn't be the first time. I mean, I love the the sheer reaction. I mean, when she came over to the dress, she was like, you didn't. I was like, did what? I've just gotten a phone call there, guys. Hello? Oh, it's it's you, Stan. It's you, Stan. Oh, no, sorry, Stas. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Keep forgetting. Any, any of you got any fashion advice for us? Get out of me dressing gown. Okay, okay. Th- <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> we'll go way back, me and Stan. Ever since I, you know, helped him loan us some money. You know, I've told you I've been branching out since lockdown. Can you imagine if actually it's like Dottie's pet cockroach? Like, maybe that's what it is. You know how, have you ever seen that thing where people get, like, insects and cover them in jewels and wear them, like, crawling jewellery? Oh, no. Yeah, it's like like this really weird thing that, like, started a few, I think it was, like, about five years ago or something, maybe more, where everyone started doing that. How did, what? It's, like, jewel diamond encrusted Oh, I thought you meant real ones. No, yeah. Oh, no, they are. They're alive. (gasps) They're alive and they crawl all over. Yeah, because I've seen, like, the the fake brooch style Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. No, honest, I swear, because I remember watching uh, America's... Who crawls on them? Yeah. (gasps) No, I've got to tell you, I had an experience nearly like that the other day. (laughs) Oh, I got in the shower and I opened the curtain, (gasps) closed it. And as I closed it and looked behind us, there was this massive spider coming oh. towards us. And I thought, oh, my God, it's going to crawl on my shoulder. <laughs> I would have been part of that trend. See, Get some Dottie, jewels on him. <laughs> Dottie, Dottie wouldn't run. <laughs> Dottie would just pick that up and stick it in a sandwich. Emma clapped back. Emma's just smashing up the studio. She's had enough of this corona business. I was meant to be, Emma. Clap back. <laughs> Clap back. <laughs> but instead, I'll just break the mics. Let's talk about Lucy's death. It's like a musical. Oh, yeah. They should do a musical version. I mean, it's so <laughs> yeah. compatible, isn't it? 
my gosh. <laughs> and now we'll have an important breakfast. <laughs> if anyone else thinks that, um, that should be a play. <laughs> EastEnders uh, the musical. EastEnders the musical. Who killed Lucy? Who killed her? Who, 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 who? I killed Martha, I killed Lucy. <laughs> Sing it for me. Sing it. <laughs> I killed mom <laughs> like I killed Lucy. <laughs> if you want to buy that soundtrack, it will be available on iTunes come December. Everyone's just coming back in after they've been chucked out. <laughs> it's because Michelle's scared of Brandt. <laughs> She's terrified. <laughs> He's like King Kong. He's just going to smash the doors down. He'll be climbing the building. <laughs> I adore it. It was like, you know, those scenes from like Godzilla. Like when I was like, Godzilla! And like running. They're all running. <laughs> oh, the shining, do that. Here's <laughs> Grant. <laughs> Put an Astra at the door. It said it's a wrench from the garage. <laughs> I'm going to call him Grantzilla from now on. Grantzilla. <laughs> Emma, I'm worried. What if Grant comes back? There he is! Ah, it's Grand Everyone run for your lives! <laughs> Emma's just trying to salvage our ruined scripts that I had, I had in my bag. Um, never ever put one of these water bottles into your bag because, as I found out, I am now drenched. Look at the difference in legs. <laughs> there's that one, and then there's... That one. I am absolutely soaked. People probably thought that I weighed myself. Well, I did, to be fair. I'm literally like, I've been walking along like a drowned rat. I feel like I'm doing forensics. <laughs> like, it's, it's like we're saving the like, first copy of the Magna Carta. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm being really careful. Like, now remember, this here. remember, it's very fragile. Very <laughs> fragile. They are very fragile. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't care. This is the last episode of Mostly Ghostly. Duh. This is part two of Emma and me trying to rescue our scripts. Right, I'll put on that one. <laughs> ah! Oh! Oh! Sugar, sugar, sugar! Oh, look at that! That one's going terrible. Oh! Oh, I oh. feel like I'm in some sort of windstorm. Oh! There we go, Emma. We've got it now. Ah! I'll just stop it for now while we rescue this. The others. Oh yeah. The flashbacks were a bit like um those you know those adverts you used to put on telly right around Bamfire Night. Like the old safety adverts. Do you remember them? Yeah, where they'd be like, be careful always hold your sparkler at least ten inches away from your face. You have to like wear wear a hazmat suit and a flipping like face shield before you can get anywhere near it. This is if the spark glass had COVID. Say they predicted 2020, didn't they? I mean, like, how? What did they think kids were going to be doing? Like, sticking in their eyes. Elon! <laughs> I don't think kids were that stupid. And the advert always had them, like, holding it really, really, really far, far away. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I always, I have to be honest, I always did get a little bit nervous holding them after those adverts. Oh my god, like, same. I was always like, keep it far away from us just in case, because then <laughs> yeah. adverts always said, I lose my eyes. I lose my eyes on my face. I'll, I'll, honestly, all those adverts, they were horrific, weren't they? You know, like, those adverts, that you had those adverts when they would have, 
you know, people came into the school to sh- give you the, the videotapes, so <gasps> put the videotapes Yes, in. I feel like I Question. know which one you're going to talk about. It was the trains. Do you remember the trains? Yes! And it was always about, like, getting, like, electrocuted. Electrocuted! That's the one! By a train. That's what yeah. I was thinking of, the electrocution one. That one is the most horrifying video yeah. they show I've ever his seen. Face. <laughs> he's he's climbing, face. he's playing with his friends and then they're climbing over and then next minute. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Little Timmy was maimed permanently for the rest of his life. <laughs> that has scarred me for life. And, and then the, the trains one, well. the trains ones, when they just show you them getting run over. Run over. <laughs> yeah. It's a destination. Uh-huh. Do not run across the train lines. I just love it. Uh, honestly, those adverts. And that's kind of what Mix were giving us. Like, I was expecting the next thing, like a voice a voice to come over, like a narration to be like, chip pan fires are the number one causes of all fires. In oh, my the God. UK. Yes, the chip pan, chip pan one. Chip pan ones. Everyone loved those chip pans. Oh, my God. Those were... I can even I can see the video now when the firemen would come in. Yeah. In the sky. spraying up like that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You must never put water onto a chip pan fire. <laughs> and they showed you, like, the damp uh, tea towel going over That's it. That's it. You've yeah. got to put a damp cloth over it. Emma, did you remember it? You see, it works. <laughs> see? They, they might have been terrifying, but, you know, I've clearly not forgotten it. <laughs> Really, what Scored people don't know enough. is that Emma's got like a VHS collection of all those. <laughs> <laughs> Around Christmas, she gets really nostalgic and she's, just, <laughs> she's like, I stick on the chip pan fire. <laughs> the chip pan fire one. Also, what was wrong with like leaving maybe a voicemail or a text? He's like, I know, I'm going to make a video. <laughs> Like, why? Why would that cross your mind? Why would you go, I know, I'm going to make a video, save it, so I can yeah. keep it too, and then I'm yeah. going to go and send it to her on, uh, like, WhatsApp. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, and then after that, I'm going to go home, film some um, videos for my OnlyFans, and, uh, and, you know, make a quick bob as well. Make a quick bob as well. I love it, because then the most weirdest thing happens, doesn't it? Yes. The most, the most weirdest thing. No one could have went to me. Do you know what's going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen after he sends that message? No one could have told me that this was going to flip and happen. No one. No one. Some random Irishman turns up. <laughs> From Redwater, clearly. Some random Irishman <laughs> we've never met turns up and is like, I saw the video message you've been sent in, Frankie. And I'm like, How? who are you? Who are you? Have you stolen her phone? Have you kidnapped her? Like, who are you? Where what, did you yeah. come from? What relation are you to Frankie? Yeah. Are you from Boyfriend, Redwater? Stalker. Murderer, like... Did Agnes send him? (laughs) Yeah. Go, you must travel to the land of Albert Square. (laughs) There is something heinous occurring over there. Now we go on to some of our favourite moments from Redwater. Beautiful poetry, beautiful limerick with Oh yep. Up your hole with a jam roll. <laughs> and then they all shout, Up your hole with a jam roll. <laughs> <laughs> In what event would you use that same? I don't just love it. A funeral. Agnes was a wonderful wife. 
mother to my children, and a big jam roll <laughs> up my hole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're plagued by bad dreams like Alfie's having, and sometimes they just wake up and go, <gasps> up your hole with a big jam roll. <laughs> No, Alfie's having a vision, um, because he's like going all that so raven. He's that's so Alfie, and he sees. Oh my God! He sees. He sees them. A wooden statue version of Saint Zoe the Widow. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's not. It's not Saint Zoe. It's. It's. Do you remember those alien toys where it was like, if you put yes. their backs together, they'll have a baby? That's all they do. They just lie, lie with their backs together. <laughs> do you think anyone ever figured out? It was, was that like some big scam? Yes, it was definitely a scam. <laughs> that was definitely not real. <laughs> it's not like. It's not like um, you know, like on Jerry Springer. There's not like a little plastic alien coming on, going, "Well, he got me pregnant, and then he just left, <laughs> and then out walks another little plastic alien." <laughs> but then Eileen suddenly goes, "Great idea! Let's invite some people." Hello, Kathleen. In her most, in her most American voice ever. Kathleen! <laughs> she goes over and invites Kathleen before she invites Dermot. I love it Because she asks Dermot if he's got any burgers. Yes! That he could she bring. Ask him. But doesn't go, I oh, remember you're invited too. That's left to Andrew after they've yeah. already invited Kathleen and Alfie and Tommy. I bet you're right. I love it I though. Eileen's excuse for inviting people is because. She's had enough of just hanging around with the family. They need to ha- um, hang out with some outsiders as well. Yeah, yeah. We've got to have some strangers. Let's invite everyone from, uh, you know, all in sundry. Let's have every stranger in all of Redwater. <laughs> Alfie's a little bit creeped out. We come from that scene. The disturbing. Your best to... <laughs> Oh, oh, the Rattling Park, the Rattling Park in down the valley, oh, oh, the Rattling Park, the Rattling Park in the valley, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the tree on the branch of the tree, <laughs> in the valley, oh. <laughs> I was going to try and learn all the words, but I thought, I just, I don't know, I couldn't no, no, quite there get there. Of, there was a lot of words. Lot of yeah, a lot there. of tongue twisters. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, so it was Andrew, Eileen, Kieran, Aideen, John Joe, all having a lovely sing-along, random sing-along in the car. Honestly, can I just say, is the reason why they were having that little sing-song because they don't have radio in Redwater? Oh. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. I was thinking that, that maybe there's no channels or anything in Redwater. They don't get the signal because Agnes blocks it. <laughs> She's one of the outside world no, information. why would you? I'm thinking yeah. that she would not want that. She wants she them only that. to know about what's happening in Redwater. And so in order to, you know, pacify people, to let them have a bit of music whilst they're driving, she gave them the song. Oh, 
bells rattling pies rattling valley I just wanted to sing it again I'm sorry <laughs> down in the valley <laughs> that's the only bit I got I was like I can join in now down in the valley <laughs> Oh, the rattling book. I'm never going to forget that song. It was fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Do message me if you would like me and Emma to produce our own version of Oh, the rattling book. <laughs> you know we love a song. <laughs> also, what is a rattling dog? Bogs don't rattle. That's, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's <laughs> a <So> rattlesnakes. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew basically asks for the cake. Pat's next words. Hilarious. Wonderful. Apparently hilarious. Acute horror. Never did change. Then cut to them. Absolutely. I'm not even talking. Like literally screaming and laughing. Yeah, belly laughter. You know what it looks like? Screaming. When you know when they drove off really fast after getting the cake and they were like, yeah. ha ha ha, manically laughing. I was like, it's like two people who've just robbed a bank of all their yeah. money and just They've went off. killed Pat. They've stolen all our goods. I'll <laughs> 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 never know who took our goods. I had this really sinister laugh. I was just like, all right, boys. Kieran's wearing all their rings. She's like, he's married us, look. <laughs> Andrew's in Jim's clothes. <laughs> They've got all their good china. <laughs> oh, I love it. They're off to make a life for themselves. Kieran's got They've his got... lingerie. He's They've... got Pat's rings on. <laughs> Going into the sunset. They've left the cake. They don't need that. They've took everything else. Off They've just took it out of the window. <laughs> took it out of the window with Jim's dead corpse. <laughs> They've pulled off the greatest crime of the century in Redwater. <laughs> they went down as legends in Redwater. <laughs> we'll say if you still look out at the horizon, you can still hear them laughing. <laughs> So we have calculated, and by we, Connor, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we now know our ultimate hero and our most slap down person. Now I made some guesses, yeah, and then Connor can reveal to me if I'm actually right. So I texted him yesterday with my guess, which was, I think Jean would be the hero and I think yeah. Martin and Ruby would be the most slapped down. Yeah, I think you said Martin or Ruby. I think that's what you said. Well, guess what, Emma? <laughs> I can reveal now on air that not only were you right yes. about our hero, our ultimate hero being Jean and our most slapped down individual was not an individual after all. It was Mooby, as in <laughs> Martin and Ruby. So basically, Doc Martin, Doc Martin, because it always sounds like I'm saying Doc Martin. It still um, does this day. Why do does, we? Till, till this day, Is it yeah. our accent? <laughs> I don't know. It's just something something about our accent. Yeah, um, Doc Martin was doing well. Like, he had a lot. But once Ruby started getting a few of those slapping downs, they were kind of tying up. And then you threw in Mooby, which was where we would collectively blame both of them and give them a good slapping down. 
that kind of like balanced them out. So by the end, they were tied anyway. So I was like, okay, we're just saying movie. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, isn't that like the only way we could end this podcast with giving movie a slap and Dan one final time? And our wonderful, heroic Jean, who is there definitely playing Ruby at the moment, being a hero. It's the most E20 thing. She is. Yeah. Oh, it's just the best way to end because we hated Mubi from day one. Yeah. yeah and we, we have carried. We have, oh, hated all of that. Carried it through. And for one last time as well before we go, justice for Stacey. Justice for Stacey. So if we had to narrow things down, obviously we've played a lot of sections over this episode that we've enjoyed. Yes. What would you say have been like your ultimate favourite moments? That is a very hard question. That's a hard one. That's a really hard one. (laughs) I mean, I'm torn because there are two moments that really stand out to me. One of them, actually there's three that really stand out. So it's like a a, a holy trinity of Emma moments. Oh. Um, And it's the, it's going to be, one of them is, is that a scam? (laughs) <laughs> and it was about the aliens. Do you remember when I was like talking about? It, I was like, you know those aliens. Do you remember those alien toys where you stuck their backs together and people used to think they would make babies? And then I was like, yeah. Do you think that was a scam? <laughs> I mean, that was every. And I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> and then there was obviously my other favorite was when I introduced you to the world of insect jewelry. Oh, that um, was one of the strangest things ever. I, I think we were talking about Dotty and her cockroach when she, when we were talking about her keeping pet cockroaches, like maybe she wears a jewelry, you know, like those people who wear insect jewelry, and you're like, oh, wait, but they're dead, aren't they? And I was like, no, they're alive. And you were like, oh. <laughs> like on air, real, real emotions there. I mean, it was all kinds of weird. That is so strange, wearing a cockroach brought or something crawls around on you. <laughs> a diamond studded cockroach <laughs> like who wants that um, still bizarre so weird so weird interesting world we live in and then the third third moment Emma knows this it's one of my <laughs> favourite moments it still makes us laugh now it's when she noticed about the wallpaper and the the drapes matching each other and made a joke where she goes do you think the real estate agent is like showing people around and is like Look, there's there's no windows in this this room at all because you couldn't see the windows because of the natural wallpaper, the drapes, and uh, it goes away. And he goes, look, there's nothing in here, no windows, you can't see out of it. And I was like, God, that's terrible, isn't it? And he goes, Well, take a look at this. <laughs> <laughs> the window. I don't know what it was about it. It was your voice. It was your the inflection. It it just made me laugh so much. Well, funnily enough, my top three. Uh, your holy trinity it's connor's <laughs> holy trinity of moments um you know this one is my <laughs> ultimate favorite when we're talking <laughs> about <laughs> we're talking about lucas coming back and <laughs> so we find out there's going to be this guest it's going to be this yeah. guest at the church on christmas well how wonderful that would be and you're like well, I wonder who it would be. And you're thinking of all these wonderful people it could be. And then you're like, oh, no, it's a murderer, a serial killer. <laughs> oh, I love that as well. 
It's your reaction when you just start cackling. I used to, that's the one thing I love, making people laugh. So whenever Emma would like go into this like, like cackle fit, like it was everything for me because that would set me off. I would laugh writing lines into things knowing it was going to make Emma laugh. That's how bad it was. I would laugh before Emma's even gotten a chance to. I would notice as well because I would see your face and I would be like, this is going to be funny. Because I wouldn't read certain yeah. things. He would say, right, I've just... I keep certain things a surprise for you. Yeah. You, we'll be writing something. And then just before we, like, go on air, just let you know, I added something in there um, <laughs> that I don't want you to look at. So I'll be like... Mary Mumps. Do you remember that? <laughs> so I'll be like... I couldn't even do this one. <laughs> I'd be like, right, okay, I won't, I won't read ahead. And then it would come to it and that'll be it. I'll be gone. I'll be absolutely yeah. gone. Mary Mumps, remember that one. Anything so, from Mostly Ghostly really just set yeah, me off. Yeah, to be fair, Mostly Ghostly sets us off wrong. Yeah, just all the time. It's like, all the time. <laughs> my other favourite moment is it's quite it's a recent one. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear their dead brother's jacket. <laughs> I think I just had to say it because like it was so strange. He was just Isaac was just walking around in Paul's jacket, no one was saying anything about it. No one said anything. And how did it fit him? Well, I don't think it did, personally. No. It looked a bit big on him. Yeah, a little oversized. <laughs> and the last one would have to be you as Agnes. Every time you do her voice, that is me absolutely gone. If he wasn't already dead, I'd strangle. <laughs> I literally, whenever I hear certain phrases like, oh, good. Um, see, oh. there we go. It's... But it's not in Agnes's voice. No, no, no. It's mine. It'd be in Connor's voice, pretending to be Agnes's voice. If we had to pick one episode that we could listen to over and over again, what would it be? I think I think I might have one. I think mm. it's very hard because again, it might have to be a top three. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'm going to say it's a tie for me. It's either the it's either the first episode of Redwater. I mean, it could be any of the episodes of Redwater. In fact, each got better. Um, the first episode of Redwater, or there is a Halloween special where we did Patches, the ghost, for the very first time. And I truly, truly love that episode. I think it's more because of the nostalgia of knowing what went on no, behind went the on. scenes. That's the it thing just I always... I mean, am I laughing? I always think about the behind-the-scenes elements as well to them, rather than just the podcast itself. Yeah. So mine have to be. I loved any birthday episodes. I always felt like oh, they were always there's something very special about a birthday episode. And my my two favourites will always be the fifty-seven episode because that it oh was, my it was god, a that, that was just a good one. that was it. We were gone. We were gone with. Mr. Butcher, I'm sorry, Mr. Butcher. I didn't mean to spill any of the mulled wine on your shoes, sir. Maybe I could get down there and shine them for you. Spend a penny farthing down the, the down the mines. I don't know, sir. What do you think? Should I send you a letter to Mrs. Butcher now? <laughs> and my other one would again. It could it could be any Redwater episode. It really could. Yeah. But it has to be the same. So we won. Has to be. Love that one. You just see this little wooden creepy face looking in. <laughs> I have such fun memories of recording it as well. Duh.
This week's episode is sponsored by Cats Cabs. Do you need a taxi out of the square because you have had an adulterous affair? Or maybe you're just trying to avoid a terrible, terrible criminal repercussion. Well, guess what? We have you sorted. Jump in a cab and all your long lost relatives and people you don't even know will appear and wave you off. So for one final time, it's a up your hole with a big general. And I hope you all enjoyed the fireworks. Good night. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da